Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another special edition of Unconstitutional Awakening. This is going to be the first in our deep dive into the history of pirates, titled The Sea of Thieves. So we've got a lot in store for you guys, because, you know, I don't know if many of you realize this or not, but a lot of piracy goes back to the 14th century B.C. You know, so I'm talking about way before I think you could wrap your brain around thousands of years ago. And... And it's interesting to know that it goes that far back because, you know, most people, their first thought of piracy is, you know, the golden age and the days of over here in the Caribbean and Blackbeard and stuff like that. And don't worry, we do plan on getting to that. But first, we're going to take you back to when it all really began, or at least the first times that they were mentioned and such. Of course, this is going to be, you know, I think our fourth docu docu-series where we're, you know, breaking it down into multiple episodes. This, I think, will be the longest one we've ever had because there is so much information. But I just felt we could liven it up a little bit and have some fun with some with some history for once. And, you know, I don't like to definitely don't like to be fear mongering and such. And I, I figure we can have a little bit of fun on on some pirate subjects and Bandit and Neptune and myself have been kind of talking about this off and on since we really started the whole podcast idea and I just I felt it was finally time to get into some pirates seeing as how we're all a bunch of freedom pirates so of course you guys I, I do appreciate everybody that's out there listening and watching on Rumble and Odyssey BitChute and all those audio streaming platforms we got going on like Apple and Podbean and Spotify you know I, I do appreciate all of you everywhere that are listening and stuff like that to to the OG Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast, you know, there's there's only one, regardless of what anybody wants to tell you, the, we're, the, we're the original one going. So you uh, you guys make sure you check out all of our good stuff and you can start, of course, by getting over there to our, the official website for the, for the show and everything like else that deals with us, unconstitutionalawakening.com. You can find the podcast, upcoming news, you can even get on the social and do some chatting with us. We got all the links to where you can watch and listen. You can even listen while you're there on the site. And you can go right here and check out our sweet merch. And while you're here, you can get linked up directly with our good buddies and sponsors that we help out over here at the show. Like my buddy Kirk Elliott over there at kirkelliottphd.com forward slash jimbob forward slash. He'll get you some good consultant, man. He's somebody that I really trust as far as like trying to help folks on this consulting stuff because he's, he's not one of those 
dude's up on Wall Street. He's an everyday guy like you and me, just trying to make it work. And, you know, it's, it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you need somewhere to invest your money. And I believe silver right now is probably your best bet. Of course, you can get over there and check out Peachy Key Creations. She's got a lot going on with all her candles and soap, her new line of soaps and stuff. The, there's the pirate soap and, of course, her peach soap that's still going real strong. We got we got plenty of left, you guys. You guys get over there and order some. And if you need some energy healing, she's on top of that, too. She's, in fact, got a few uh, distance sessions on a discount right now. So you guys make sure you check her out. That's Peachy Key Creations on Facebook. My little buddy over there at Ammo Can Survival, making survival cans inside of inside of ammo cans he's got everything for camping first aid everything in between inside the things he's doing plate carriers and ghillie suits and he is back from vacation so he is looking forward to filling you guys' orders so make sure to check out ammo can survival over there on instagram and my buddy over there brett pike at classicallearner.com with homeschools connected and the cubs to bears books man this guy's got it going on for everybody that's trying to take education back into their hands nowadays and he's a, i think he's a good friend and he's definitely a good friend of the show you guys get over there and check him on out and he'll help you guys out too with getting your kids curriculums together and such so now that we got all that good stuff out of the way you know i've got to start the day the right way how are we doing bandit i'm doing excellent Fantastic. I know what's going on up there, Neptune. Outstanding, man. Are you guys ready to set sail on this awesome histor historical job we got planned here? Absolutely. Raise the black flag. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, like I was making mention when we first, when I first brought it up there just a little bit ago, is that the earliest documented instances of piracy were in the 14th century BC and usually were referred to as sea peoples. You know, they were basically ocean raiders. They'd attack ships in Mediterranean civilizations and stuff like that, even into like narrow channels and rivers that they could get their ships into, looting for everything from food to, you know, weapons and anything else that they could get their hands on. And, and I mean, when you really start digging into this, you don't realize how big of, uh, how big piracy even was in these times. Like there's, there's definitely different kinds leading all up into these times, you know, because there was a lot going on in the Mediterranean back then. Like that was kind of the center of life. So well, during the Mediterranean pirate uh, era, it was uh, piracy during the 14th century in the Mediterranean, um, I, at least by the Greeks. It was viewed as almost an honorable profession to have because it was so it was so common um that it wasn't viewed as like you would think of like as the the vikings or uh they weren't viewed as savages like the vikings or uh the pirates during the the golden age of piracy um it was there there were plenty of mentions of of pirates in homer's iliad and the odyssey like it wasn't actually frowned upon until later on during uh you know later on in the in the greek uh in, in the greek culture sure sure well you can if you go back far enough to actually some of the first written accounts of of piracy there is even some notes from the 12 the 12000 bc roman and greek ships that did mm -hmm. exist at the time cuz they did have boats people think that People think that it's out of question that they had boats back then, but you had the, I, I'm going to say it wrong. It's that, what's that one that I keep saying wrong bandit with, with the pH. I want you to go ahead and say it. Cause 
I mess it up. Oh, Phoenician, Phoenician, Phoenicians, Phoenicians. Yes. Um, it, and you got to look at it honestly as um. As long as if there were people on the water sailing, no matter how far back, you got to look at it as uh, there were other people on the water willing to take stuff from other people on the water. If you look at it like that, piracy could go back, and it doesn't have to occur in the open water. You know, it can be on rivers. The early, uh, there are plenty of instances of recorded river piracy. River so piracy it, was a big thing, though. In theory, piracy can go back as far back as you could possibly think of people, you know, being on the water. This, the, the, I guess the first written account, which you know, we're not getting too much into the Chinese end of it. The, this, this go around, we needed a whole episode for that, I believe. Yeah, but you're talking about second century time period. Like Han Dynasty time period for the was, for Asian piracy, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then twelve twelve hundred between twelve hundred and four, there was more prominent talk about them in the fourteen hundred BC timeline. But there is the the Phoenician, the Illyrian, and the Typhurian pirates all mentioned loosely from starting in around twelve hundred BC. Which but by that time they'd started to become vilified. You know, yeah. as a dishonest line of work, but but it, I mean, it was as you were saying, privateering was something that was you know, yeah, people it was an were honest like, line of work. Hey, let's get into it. You know, we're yeah. we're out there, we're out there, not only adventuring and sailing the seas, but we're you know, we're checking out. You know, we're what working they got for the government. And, you know, it did you it know? did turn into more of a raider thing, maybe less of yep. an adventure thing. Privateering has has gone. It, it's not necessarily a big thing now. Uh, I think privateering stopped in middle of the nineteenth century, maybe. Privateers, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know because I think I've even seen it mentioned as something that was about to take place that started to take place with the uh, Somali pirates. I think they enlisted privateers to handle Somali pirates. So maybe it's still a thing, you know? Well, Hiring you, pri private ships to take care of the pirates. So it's been it's been a common thing. I was I was actually and, just about to get that in some of the what is considered British territories and stuff like this back in or our Roman territories, I guess you would say, in these mm -hmm. time periods, there were places Mainly, like the Gib Gib Gibraltar and the, the Strait Gibraltar. of Malacca, and and even down yeah. in Madagascar. Yeah, it, you know, it's, and the sorry. English Channel was raided a, a lot. So all I was going to say is, in looking at the the history of piracy, all the way back into 14th century BC. The thing that stands out to me, obviously, is whether it was an honorable profession or not, it seems that it always coincides that uh, the, the desire to, to rob and pillage has always been in human DNA. And, it, you know, to the, like, to the places that you just mentioned, like around Gibraltar, uh, Madagascar, 
the English Channel, uh, and like Somalia, the Gulf of Aden, it always seems to coincide with like the major shipping lanes, where always. your money, where your money and resources come from. Yep. And you know, thinking of the more recent examples of that, I mean, obviously, I don't think it exists in the same capacity that it did years past. But I'm thinking oh. to 2009, uh, the Boxer incident uh, with uh, the Somali pirates who captured that Maersk liner. Uh, yep. So it, it, obviously it's never really uh, gone away entirely. And it clearly does plague the, the same places that well, it's, it's always. Get, when you get back into like the Greek and like Latin meanings, it wasn't, it wasn't the English word pirate until like the, like later in the 13th, 1300s not bc you know like the like the, the 1300s ad and even in like the way it was pronounced and used now not until about the 18th century back then it was more of like a brigade or they were they were like apparently the word breaks off of i attempt so to experience so i guess that meant like the traveling and stuff and where you had mentioned about it being more of a you know, it not frowned upon or whatever. It seemed yeah. that it seemed that in like the Mediterranean area, aside the Greek kind of like the classical Greek era places, like the Greeks frowned upon them themselves, really. But a lot of the surrounding areas weren't. You know, they were pirates. They were pirate places. They were they were nomadic people on the sea that were traveling to these different areas up up and down the Mediterranean coast trading in commerce, obviously, because, you know, I mean, when you, when you look at how history is definitely rewritten, I guess, to favor Roman Greek kind of history, Mm -hmm. you know, these, these other places, history does in a sense get erased, you know, the winners write it, of course. And so, so a lot of these people were probably freely trading as just sea people prior to the classical Greece era and ancient Greek era and stuff. Just my, I mean, just my thoughts, I guess. They could, in fact, probably just label anybody that they don't like on the water as a pirate. You know, I think that's usually how it went, though. Well, the the Illyrian pirates are a good one to bring up, I guess, in this time frame because they're they're in that. <clears throat> Like they fought with Greeks and then they rolled over into fighting with like Romans and stuff. And they even had they even had a, a a female like leader at one point in time in their group, which which seemed to be a common thing when you're going through pirate history. You start seeing a lot more females in piracy than you oh, realize. Yeah. I, I, but it really didn't kick up until uh, like the golden age. Well, when you're when you're looking in this area um, of the Illyrian pirates, one of theirs was Queen. Tatua, I can't say that right. I'm going to butcher it. It's T-E-U-T-A. I had pulled up on the screens for you guys looking. Of course, a lot of this is a lot of this yeah. is drawn and edited. Now, from see, what we that know. is what I, you know, what everybody is like. I guess you're everybody's fascinated with the whole like, you know, golden age of pirates, the skull and crossbones and stuff. Um. That is such a the golden age was such a small blip on the radar of piracy. You know, it really was, and it was. They only made it famous 
because of like the time period and the action scene and everybody just was like, oh, you had cannons, you had guns, you had, you know, piracy before that. I mean, you had to you had to take into account that one ship to board another had to ram it and then physically board and fight. You didn't have cannons. You had maybe maybe you used what the Greeks referred to as Greek fire, which was napalm on a catapult. You know? So, so in all these surrounding areas of this ancient place, you know, a lot of these places aren't named the same as this today, but we're around the Adirondack Sea. Adirondack. It's spelled right there for those watching. Again, you know, I butchered that. But anyway, yes. All of these areas have run-ins with the that's italy that's italy right there off the coast of italy right there that's mm-hmm. all you gotta yeah yep that's exactly it and and like this was this was like a hotbed for mm-hmm. these Illyrian pirates running around like these and and all of these ancient civilizations of course have writings about these Illyrian pirates running around and back up to who i was saying is this queen this queen tauta she was apparently like like badass like that was a feared name of the time as far as a, as far as a pirate running around throwing well, things because out. of that time period what did you do like if you wanted to ship a large amount of goods it had to go by water well, i mean you weren't going to go over land i mean they really didn't have the ability to ship large amounts of goods over land if you wanted to, you got a ship and you loaded it full and you shipped it over water. You, you didn't have the land uh, sh- shipping that you have now or even a couple hundred years ago. You just didn't. And, you shipped it by sea, and we still ship large amounts of stuff by sea. And but she, then that was the main stuff. So what'd you do? You wanted to make some. You wanted to make something real quick. You took a ship. You know, and and so the so the these Illyria people were known before, like their king or whatever. He was known for sending out the, these pirate ships to to go to these places and do exactly that, take this and that, and bring back. And when he passed away, the queen continued off, and she actually became more on the seas than kind of not. And she was using them to harass and attack enemies of of you know their their group or whatever basically as a navy of plunder and provide and in in her time after she took over she kind of consolidated all of them into the most powerful kingdom of that eastern coast that she was out like she she basically conquered that eastern coast of that of that lake i was showing you guys earlier there sea i was showing you guys earlier right there in that area and and had a stronghold hidden up there where they were even, you know, making, you know, making a civilization, I guess, for pirates of the time. It's like they, you mentioned it, that. That's the modern day Balkans. Yes. Yes. It's exactly what I was getting at is the, the Balkan Peninsula. So basically they were Balkan pirates. They were Balkan pirates. That's Which, that's frightening, you know, because in that that area has been at, I mean, forever war. 
Like, I don't think there's ever been in a time when that area of the world has been in some type of conflict with somebody over something. Yeah, like ever. I, so Im- imagining did, them as she, pirates, is that's kind of frightening, you know? So she did try to uh, make like a peace treaty, I guess, with the Romans at the time. But then, but then she started ordering like, like renegade, not, I guess, not really known ships of hers or whatever, mm-hmm. to continue to rob the Romans as they were passing through and stuff in that area. Like she, yeah, you once a pirate, always a pirate. I, I don't think pirates like retired to do something else. I think once they became pirates, they stayed pirates till they either like died of old age or they were killed off. You know, in fact, I don't think I can ever think of like, I mean, besides a few, very few pirates that lived to be old age, lived to old age. I don't think I don't think I've ever heard of any pirate ever retiring to do something else. It, it actually took a army, a Roman fleet of 200 ships with. Uh, two, with 20,000 infantry and 2,000 cavalry for them to conquer that Balkaned area of That's, the pirates yeah. when they finally did lay siege to try to run them out from from where they were. Like that, if, if, if that tells you anything, like that's that's a hell of a lot of oh lot yeah of people sent Dude, for one little group of for one little group of pirates, uh, but like pirates. These, these Illyrian pirates were known for their battle skills and their war front and stuff like that. Like that was something, you know, they, they were good at coming up well, with they the craft had to of be. war. They Absolutely. had to be because you didn't have the means by which pirates later on, you didn't have cannons to sink the ship. You didn't have gunpowder. Well, maybe they had gunpowder. Uh, you didn't have the cannons. You didn't have muskets. You didn't have any of that. These were mainly open compartment ship row ships. And I mean, they, they were suited for, I wouldn't say shallow water, really. And Neptune's the Navy guy. He would. <laughs> so, well, okay. At the, at the same time though, that we had these going on, on the out of the Greek lore, out of the Greek side of a lot of this, they were also naming a, a group of pirates that were the Ty T R or T Y R R H E N I A N. And the the weird claim about this group of pirates, like I said, I'm having, I'm, I'm butchering it, but the weird group about this, they were apparently they could apparently really? transform. It's it's very common to have seen them depicted as transforming into dolphins when they leapt into the sea. Wow. Which is pretty pretty wild. You know, you put this into the Greek mythology type area of mentioning them, but I, you know me, I'm going to be one of those guys that like to have this thing. These were actually the pirates that were even mentioned in the Odyssey of Homer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you if you even now, I think there are societies that have been wholly like built on water. I think there's still some that exist today that their entire 
lifestyle revolves around being on the water. And I think you're going to have to look this up because I don't, I don't want you to quote me on this yeah. as I think they are uh, it's in their genetics to be able to hold their breath longer than that of a normal person when free diving, which would totally explain the dolphin. Right. Right. Exactly, man. Exactly. I mean, think about that though, that there, there are people like uh, the Iceman Hoff. I know he's a little extreme of an example, but like he can free dive and be underwater for a really long ass fucking time. I, I was scuba certified at one time and my, uh, um, uh, when I took my certification dives down in, off the uh, coast of Florida, uh, in the Florida Keys, um, the guy that signed off on my dive book was in his late fifties, and he could dive down to seventy feet on one you know, on j- just free diving down to seventy feet and stay down for quite a while. And it's like unreal. Like, I've, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of that guy, and I believe he also has the record currently um, for longest held breath uh, naturally diving. Yeah, I think it's like four minutes and some odd seconds. It is, it's incredible. So we're talking about three thousand years ago, four thousand years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm thinking maybe people were built different. Just yep. my thing, you know, and even now, if you're raised on water and your grand, your parents, your grandparents, your great grandparents, and before them were raised on, um, you know, a seafaring lifestyle and you've freed over your whole life. So it's quite almost possible. An evolution. Yeah, yeah. It's quite possible that, you know, you're just, it's in your genetics. It makes so, me, it, Sorry, Jimmy. No, no, go ahead. So it just got me thinking, too. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. Uh, I know it kind of had mixed reviews, but Waterworld. Yes. Uh, it was a good movie. I, I, actually really said. I actually really liked that movie, personally. Yeah. And I think it you know, gives credence to that. Like, people would have to adapt and learn to survive. And right. obviously, in that sort of ecosystem nah, where they're not. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it, how far it would have to go, but, you know, cycles of evolution, people would learn to adapt to that to be able to to, to live on a right. op- in open water in, in some way similar to that. Just like, you know, you got the watermen living off the coast of Virginia and North Carolina. Those guys pretty much have spent their entire lives on the water fishing to make a living. So it's... Uh, I think Waterworld is a good exploratory of the possibility of what that actually looks like and how people would would Water, adapt. Waterworld reminds me of the of what you would consider the Sicilian pirates, which is where where you can I think you can start coming back into getting closer I guess to where we are because these are these guys are right on the fall of the BC line, like right before you start going into ad from yeah you know from the bc rolling up and these are these are the result of those balkan pirates being chased off and these other pirates of the greek you know because they were finally defeated by the romans and so they were but you never defeat a pirate you know what i'm saying you may yeah, you just chase yeah, them from yeah. their area 
Sure, they colonize pirates that. aren't pirates aren't a group of people. It's a belief. Yeah, it's a belief. Yeah. So I mean, you can't really defeat piracy. Yeah, can't kill an idea. And so exactly. And so after it. chasing after chasing off those the 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 pirates from in that bulk those we're just going to call them the Balkan pirates. After chasing off the Balkan pirates, you've got the Sicilian pirates coming up into things, and the Sicilian pirates were they made deals into the Roman area because they did a lot of trading and slavery. They were bringing people that they captured and kidnapped from ships all over the, all over the area. And we're, you know, we're talking all the way down into like Egypt and stuff like that. And, you know, these, these Sicilian pirates, which I've actually, I've actually got some photos because I believe it was uh, Sicilian pirates that had captured, uh, Gaius Julius Caesar. Yeah, you are I, believe, I do. I do believe. You are and correct. that uh, that itself is a in yes incredible story that he literally befriended them all and basically started pardoned, giving them he orders. Pardoned them, didn't he? He did. Uh, but then he didn't. If I'm not mistaken, he ended up sinking their ship anyway. Uh, he did sink their ship, and when they returned to land after they had gone back to get the ransom they had asked for, I believe that story ends where he wound up slitting their throats. After he told them that, go back, get more money because you don't know who I am, and when we get back to land, you are going to die. And I don't think they actually took him seriously, but that's exactly what wound up happening. They went back and got the ransom, the amount that he had asked for. And when they landed, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's how that story ends. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's see. a pretty wild story. I would expect nothing less from a seed. All right, so, so in, <laughs> in 75 BC, which, you know, again, we're, we're getting closer and closer to the end of their end of the BC line, uh, Julius Caesar was kidnapped by the Sicilian pirates. And it seems that the ones that had took him were from what is now they they were laying low in the Turkey region, what's modern day Turkey, and not so much actually um, Sicily, Sicily. Sorry, and you're right. It says that he laughed in their faces, raised the ransom, sent his men to collect enough silver to pay it, and and he he won them all over. And then gained their trust, and then he later captured them, got all the silver back, and cut their throats, and had them even crucified. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, oh he, man, he went he went full blown on that shit. Like, good yeah, lord, he wasn't fucking around. <laughs> well, I mean, w- would you really expect anything less from a Caesar? No, no I mean, facts. Facts. Uh, you really can't. No. And so, <laughs> and so out of that, we, you know, we kind of got the Dark Ages. Get, you know, we're getting close to the end of this time and getting close to like where the the thing kind of flips over and we're at the end of the British, the end of the Roman Empire and the beginning of like the Dark Ages and stuff like that. And up pop these Germanic and... Um, style pirates and stuff along with Irish and Slavic pirates as well as Moorish pirates all come popping up in this area and the, and the first the one of the first ones that's listed is the Fris- 
Frisians, Frisians, and they were they were a Germanic ethnic group, you know, out of some of the Netherlands region and such. So you've got it's almost like they changed hands because you actually do have Roman pirates out there in this area at this time after like the like the big fall and stuff. And uh, I don't try to. I don't want to segue too hard into making a a point of talking about military inventions and progress out of this, but there's something worth noting about all of this bandit to the point you were bringing up earlier is naval warfare is almost a byproduct of the, the fact that piracy exists, right? Because, you know, Greek, Greek fire, you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. is basically napalm. It's an early freaking flamethrower. So, you, you know, you don't have, you know, real logical means to attack someone on, on another vessel other than like bows and arrows. You so you need something that can ship. actually sink a ship. Yeah. Right. Without destroying yourself the, in the process. What did they call that Greek was on the fire. front of their ships? Yeah. Greek fire. What uh, did you, they call those on the front of their ships? You know what I'm talking this about? This thing right here uh, that shoots it? No, 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 no. Uh, talking about the Neptune, the, the, the right there yeah. at the front, the point of yeah. uh, the old ships, they had a specific name for those oh, where they would use those to ram another ship. Right. And I mean, you had to, you had to actually physically board the ship and kill everyone off pretty much like with whatever you had in your hand. Um, right. Whatever weapons you used. There was yeah, no so they just distance. called them. Right. So according to what I found in uh, just this quick search, they're just basically called naval rams and a and and there's one that references one used in fifth century BC called an a foot ram. Uh, here, Jimmy, I'll put this in the chat yes. if you want to pull yeah. this up. Uh, but it's essentially a a giant fucking spear for mm-hmm. the front of yeah. the, of a naval vessel. And it's in, its entire function is to disable a ship or sink it. Yep. So there was no like long di- – they had a few – you had bows and arrows, and you had the Greek fire, and you know there's only so much you could do at a distance from those. Right. Yeah. Your ability to defeat your enemy relied totally on you boarding the ship uh-huh. and taking really- it. Brutality at its worst right there. Unlike later on when you had the ability to – when you had standoff weapons, you know, cannons and muskets – you could, if you didn't feel like boarding a ship, you could totally and utterly destroy a ship and sink it and not have to worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Or you could batter them in to submission, board their ship without so much as a single loss on your side. Because you know, like you're saying in these olden days, this this is it right here. You burn one ship down and you capture everybody you can. Maybe they had ballistas. Maybe. Yeah, and um, those big ass ballista compound bows were there, there it is, ramming it right there. Yeah, yeah. You had to board and and you know board their ship and take it. That is that that's mm-hmm. like I can't even imagine. So you know? the most vile invention that I can think of, and I'll have to look up an example of it in use, is 
to the point of ballistas, which were used extensively on naval ships yep. to put distance between them. Because you, you have to recognize, right, that if you're going to get up close and personal with the ship, you, you better be w- better prepared and better matched to, to defeat your opponent, right? Mm-hmm. So it became a logical extension that why can't we figure out some way to take them down from a distance? And those ballistas are high powered. And there are many examples of them using those ballistas and putting like a, 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 a fire laden bolt mm-hmm. on it to penetrate the ships, sink them from a distance. They don't have to get up close and personal. Now you just completely sacked whoever you were attacking. Yep. So it was both a defensive and offensive tool in that respect. So when when they got in, when you get closer to the time of the Moorish pirates coming out of North Africa and the Turkish area after the Sicilian pirates kind of vanished out, you've got, and you start getting them coming in, but not only do you have the Irish and the Slavic pirates coming in at the same time from that area, this is when you actually do start seeing some form of they were able to launch things. Maybe not cannonballs, maybe not gunshots, but their their groups of people did evolve into having the ability to have rifles and cannons and such as they were like toying around with the the projection of like you know they there was already the already the way to shoot the greek fire and so they were taking from that and figuring out how to fire off of that because they were the moorish pirates and the slavic pirates and stuff because the asian pirates were already in existence at this time and they were already using gunpowder for things and they had the moorish pirates especially were getting their hands on things like gunpowder and you know, other other forms of steel and metal from the Asian pirates because they were traveling back around into that area pretty regularly. So they start, and then like the Slavic and the Irish pirates start getting it from them as well because, you know, their pirates are going to raid each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, pirates are, sure, pirates are pirates, and but that's just it. Pirates are pirates. You may work with a pirate, to, one group of pirates to help take down the current, you know, power superpower or whatever but like they're still pirates and unfortunately they they would turn on each other a lot no honor amongst thieves that's where the phrase originates uh, what's the best way to keep a secret between three people (laughs) kill two (laughs) that came from that came from piracy you know I mean, there are documented instances of them going to bury something or hide something and only one of them coming away. Yeah. And another another name that they were referred to as far as, you know, Morris or whatever was the Riffian Pirates for anybody who isn't familiar with what I'm saying on there is. It's been seen in two different names, I guess. But they're, they were known for, I mean, robbing a lot of the early European civilizations in the Mediterranean area right there that were forming up and stuff. And then also being known to go back into like India and that side of the, of everything like back towards Asia and stuff like that. So 
it, it's it's amazing to see that all these folks were out there traveling amongst each other and amongst these seas because people people find it when I suggest that ancient think places like ancient Africa like ancient Egypt or Timbuktu which at the time were like the New York cities of their time period you know what I mean like those were those were big super powered cities. And, you know, when I make suggestions that in these, these early AD times and these, you know, these 1300s and, and 1200s and stuff AD, that these pirates were out there running around doing their thing in immaculate ships already, that it was very plausible that they were already sailing back and forth to areas over here. I, I mean, you... I, with the fact that you have Vikings and stuff sailing into the Americas in that time frame, you've absolutely got to have, you know, Africans, Moorish pirates, Turkish pirates, Irish pirates as well going into these areas and going into the Americas and stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm big into theorizing that there was a lot of established things already here prior to colonization. And they, you know, like that, they didn't build a lot of those immaculate buildings we see throughout history. It just doesn't seem plausible. So, yeah, I so, agree. So, did these were these pirates bringing people back and forth and hiding over here in these in what is today America and South America and stuff? You know, like I know Bandit loves bringing up how in South America they keep unearthing all this stuff. So, I mean, that would t I wouldn't be surprised to find entire remnants of pirate civilizations in areas like that, and out of you know, like out of time frame, like that would throw people off and stuff. Because right. if they're if they're already traveling the seas of the Mediterranean and the seas of the Pacific and the Indian Oceans and stuff like that in this time frame, they're absolutely out there trying to conquer the Atlantic as well. Yeah, there is very good and strong evidence to support that you know like so many especially the golden age so i'm kind of getting ahead of myself here but so many pirates during that time frame including blackbeard is a notable example who uh had his shit washed up off the coast of hilton head island just north of here you know it's worth pointing out that they did have to flee to somewhere they wouldn't be found somewhere that was not populated or loosely populated and it kind of goes hand in glove with the rumors of you know lost treasure where they they made their riches and for for all it's worth they had to hide it so that uh they wouldn't get mutinied by their own crews and stabbed and, in the back yeah and a lot of them was like they got their that they got their riches and they spent it. Yep. You know, a lot of them did. Yeah, they had to. In order to, to like to spend that too, you had to have a means of commerce, mm -hmm. especially in the Western Hemisphere. Well, like uh, trade going back to those days. Piracy Absolutely. and trade goes hand in hand. You know, piracy think they, I mean, when you think pirates, you think mainly like just constantly take, take, take. A vast majority of the time, these guys, when they weren't taking stuff, when they weren't like taking ships, they were running cargo from here to there. They were tr active traders. Right. Yes. 
Well, and, 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 but that's, but that's what I was saying is, you know, you've got all these pirates in these, like I was just saying, uh, Neptune, you got all these pirates in these areas that are traveling all over the Eastern hemispheres, oceans all around that area. And there's, there's totally like a, like a jet stream that's in the ocean that goes from like the tip of Africa to the Caribbean. Yes. Okay. Like that's a, that's a thing. And so I, People, not myself, but I know a lot of people find it almost fathomly impossible that they were traveling back to the Americas in the in the eight hundreds, the twelve hundreds, the thirteen hundreds AD. Whoa, 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 okay, 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 okay. You know, I'll break that real quick. There is evidence. I'm getting way off track, but just to prove your point, there is evidence that the pharaohs had nicotine and cocaine in their system. Yes. That is not native to that area. And corn found in Africa. Yeah, that is not native to area. So I, I would think that the pirates were the best way that they were getting there. Yeah. Think, think there, about it. There is evidence that people now, I mean, it, it just, you got to dig. You really, really got to dig for it. And it's not going to be taught to you in school. There is evidence people sailed across the Atlantic to 3000 BC. Yes. You know, and, th I mean, how hard is that for people to, right. like, you know, well, it, it actually oh, they it weren't up a advanced enough. OK, I think it, I, but I think it brings up a good point because there's not a lot yeah. of pirates don't have a lot of written history. A lot of their history is very verbal between <laughs> each other. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. even even a modern Somalian pirate would probably know more more about piracy than we could ever wrap our brain around due to talking the lure down and such. Mm -hmm. So. So, you know, my thing is, is that you were talking about them early in this episode. We were talking about how it was a it was a great job, like it was something looked up to at one point in time. So I wouldn't find it beyond these Roman empires, these Egyptian empires, these Greek empires to have hired pirates to travel across the wet to the Western hemisphere and see what they could find and what they couldn't find. And, you know, this would, this might I actually explain it. how these Pharaohs had these drugs in their system, how corn ended up in Africa before it needed to end up in Africa. Pirates could have had a very, very big influence on all of that because these pirates were sailing in the seas before anybody can wrap their head around a, a naval ship being built. Like these guys obviously learned how to build these ships from somewhere. Right. Like it's not, yep. it's not like, it's not like people made ships that could make that travel yep. in, in, until the, like the 14, 1500s when Europe was being. Oh yeah. Go ahead. In order man. to fund a, I mean, to in order to fund a exploration i mean that's a significant uh, chunk of change that you have to come up with well shit man i can hire these pirates for you know a uh, hundred pounds of tobacco and a kilo of cocaine and they'll do it for me and it's off the books oh. you know there's no paper trail yeah so, it's gonna be a, it's just gonna be a word of mouth and then maybe i can take credit for it I mean, <laughs> seriously, though, it's just it's 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 amazing to think that these sea people have been out here sailing these seas since man was able to start writing things down, basically. Yep. You know, like mm -hmm. I think it's something that's greatly looked over on a regular basis 
because as you made mention of the water world thing earlier, sure, a lot of people have lived inland and on land all throughout known existence, but just like not knowing much about the oceans as it is, these people had to be out there not only mapping these oceans, but traveling these oceans and, and living lives at sea. Like it's completely, completely plausible that there were just, they did it because they had to. Yeah. It wasn't, and they probably had, right. And they probably had better success hiring pirates and mercenaries over them paying a Spanish buffoon to get lost halfway around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Magellan. <laughs> We're talking about Magellan. I'm talking about Columbus, yeah. Oh, uh, Columbus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, yeah. though. Who are you going to trust more? Somebody that has spent their whole life on yep. the sea, you know, or somebody that you're going to hire to do it and you got to pay a shitload of money and he might not get it done. So, so that actually brings us, I think, into a little bit deeper on Magellan? the idea of the of the Irish pirates and the Slavic pirates and the Nordic pirates, because you got them from 400 AD all the way up to 700 and, or 1780. Let's, let's just call them for what they are. That's, that's the, that's, I mean, true, true, but that's, that's the, I mean, that's four, that's 1400 years of pirates of one Mm -hmm. group. Like that's, that's a stretch. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a big yeah. stretch. Of- so their entire it, that goes into as far to assume that they had an entire culture built around that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like still you, do, still do. Yeah. So you you figure you and like you may mention of the Vikings, you figure though at in 400 AD, the year 400, these pirates were up there sailing the seas already in the Atlantic Ocean. You know, on this side of things. So it is completely, completely plausible and you know that they were definitely traveling here into the states to maybe not only hide things in canada and stuff like that to not only maybe hide things but have their entire civilization here yeah leave erickson yeah he didn't he land in somewhere in america like 300 years before columbus did correct Uh, even come close was it that i think it was further further i'd have to look it up nobody quote me on this i'm not you know i'm not an expert in that, but yeah, Leif Erikson was here before Columbus. I mean, Columbus right. didn't even land in fucking America. Yeah, wound so, up in Cuba. <laughs> so let's not, yeah, you know. idiot. <laughs> yeah. So piracy has been around. I mean, piracy has been around for a long time. I mean, man. okay. See, this is, but this is, I guess, I guess the importance of the Irish, the Irish pirates, I guess, was kind of, and you know, <laughs> these these Viking pirates and these pirates of this time because. Without these pirates, St. Patrick probably wouldn't exist. Yeah. Well, a lot of the waterways wouldn't be mapped either. Yes. You know, without pirates. Yeah. Um, they, they mapped the Caribbean. A hundred percent. Especially this group that we're talking about now, which usually get referred to as Vikings or Irish pirates is what you'll yeah. – usually find this information under but it's the same the same kind of group the same kind of area and, and yeah. it's really hard because this hasn't been hollywoodized this era of piracy hasn't been hollywoodized so when you get into it you it's not going to be um as abundant online mm-hmm. as 
everything else because uh, this era has it, – it's going to take some digging and really looking through history to find this stuff. So, so that's why it's still like it could be. But then – but this is know? another – here's another one of those instances where you're ending up with another pirate queen because in the Irish considered side of it, you had the queen uh, grant correct G R A N U A I L E. And she was I'm not going to butcher that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to butcher that. And this is, this is again, getting closer and closer to the end of their error because again, they went on till the 1780s. So like right before, a lot of the golden age and stuff kind of started, but these guys, this is back in the 1500s when she was a, she was a fucking another pirate queen. Like there's, listen, I, there's something up there, man. Like there, a lot of these women end up becoming pirate queens. And I guess, I guess in a sense I could understand it because why not? Why not have that mother figure that all these, that all these dudes are probably looking up to in a sense. <laughs> mama she probably, issues she probably they, yeah absolutely no, no, <laughs> they probably have mommy issues but most of these guys you, you figure these are outcasts of society at, the, at our time <clears throat> i guess i relate with pirates so well being an outcast my entire life and pirates are most definitely the outcasts of human society yes and they're idolized in a weird way absolutely you know it's not always wrong, though. It's not always wrong. You are correct. You know, and we'll get into this a lot in a lot later episodes that, you know, you guys can look forward to. But, like, because of pirates, because of piracy, because of Blackbeard, current modern-day democracy and stuff exists in the way that it does. Like, yes. they are a big influence. Like, like, pirates are an influence across history, not only with, like, naval and war tactics, but you know like travel and commerce and trade and stuff like that these these guys were literally trading at a free market and it was survival of the fittest you know if you were if you were taking the chance of trading with a pirate well you better hope that that you're better armed so that you can have a little bit more respect to the other one that's there and what you know you know what i'm saying because like you can respect each other on opposite ends of it if you know that both of you are capable of killing each other there was just a more mutual open respect for each other you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't see pirates as the as criminals and stuff like that how they were tried to be painted if anything they were probably the most upstanding people there was but if you crossed them fuck you know they were just looking yeah, out for themselves they were more honorable to their crew and each other than modern day politicians yeah, yeah. hands down Excellent. hands down man absolutely absolutely if you were on that ship you were you know you were taken care of you were family they looked they i mean looked as long out as you followed kind. the voluntary rules as long as you followed the voluntary rules and contributed it's all you that's all you had to do and then you only had you the pirate code which it varies it really it, it varies but if you bring it up you can come upon your own conclusion as to what the pirate code was, but if you followed the code and did what you were supposed to do, and you lived the good life. So, and this will be another area that's kind of untouched that people don't even really think about either, but on the, this is another group that was considered 
Vikings or whatever they were along in this group, but they come out of Russia. It's the same same time frame that we're talking about right now in the in the 12th to 15th century. This is in you know the AD. This is we've gone past BC, but like these guys are like Russian Russian pirates, and I don't know how much most folks know about these Russian pirates, but it's going to be like a lot of modern Russians because they're badass. Like, and, and, but this goes back to them having a mutual agreement kind of thing, because you've got, again, you've got these Irish pirates, Russian pirates, Nordic, Slavic. And like you said, there was a pirate code. Like they, there was a way that they kind of, had agreements and articles of how they did things um and they just kind of voted on it with each other i don't know if wikipedia is the best hold on i got something it's a high level i mean it's very cursory but i've got a better example of this okay that's fine one i'll send the link to you and then somebody can pull this up for me But but they did, you know, they did have this code in between each other where they were kind of setting these rules for one another. I mean, again, like we talked before, even a lot of the things we believe in as, as anarchists or pirates, how I consider myself, like, it's not that we don't want rules. We just don't want rulers. Well, yes, and I think, like, I think with that, it I would it go more with because we have a difficult time explaining anarchism to people that don't like they still there's still that stigma so yeah. they'd be more they'd be more like mutualists or volunteerists absolutely everything is shared and you have to volunteer to be you basically I, I don't think i've ever come across but i could be very wrong and you know if there's any viewers that want to say it, hey you know comment on the page and say where we were wrong on something that'd be Awesome. Um, I don't ever feel like I've run across like examples of pirates conscripting crews. I I can't actually do anything either. I don't think it was all voluntary and they all shared everything. You were, well, you were supposed to share everything. So it's mutualism and volunteerism, you know, wouldn't necessarily say, and it could, and anarchism. I mean, all three of them. It could very well fit right into that whole pirate way of life. I posted uh, a better link to the pirate code in the group chat. You want to check yes. that, Jimmy? I'm, pull, I'm trying to pull it up right now so we can have it. Yeah. Yeah, I that's found actually a, a really good well. website. That's actually a really good website. Yeah, I just plucked one from Way of the Pirates. So you can take a look at that one too if that's you want. That's exactly what – that's the link I sent. Is it? Oh, okay. I got it to pull up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I mean you got the right way of looking at it, man. It's the be- It's the better of the links. There we are. The way of the pirate. This Wait. is exactly – oh, no. Holy Here, click Jesus. the link in the chat. And the- yeah. Got it. How many tabs do you have pulled up, dude? That could have been an issue with it. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, that is a lot of tabs. Jeez, that could be an issue with your internet crashing. Or your this is everything that so. this is everything that we're doing so far today. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, guys, there is going to be a lot of things to reference 
for that because I, I I want I want you guys no, to no, dig no, into no, this. No. I can't imagine what your windows would look like. How many icons you would have up on your windows? Do you <laughs> I only, I, I, all this this window is just for this episode. And after I know, I, dude. I, after I man, copy it all down, when I'm done with the episode, I close. I just close this tab. No, 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 I know, man. I know. Neptune is like, man. I bet he has like a thousand icons on his desktop. <laughs> We love you, man. <laughs> we love you, dude. That's, this, uh, <laughs> you're going to get some trash talking from other people outside the website that are go- outside the podcast that are going to look at this and go, man, dude, there's a lot of tabs, it's, man. It's my, That's it's, the pirate's it's way of thinking. organized, I think. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so look, this, we love you, dude. We love you. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so this looked like a pretty good one. Like, yeah, uh, it references really. a specific... Uh, list of list of rules from a book called general history of pirates yes uh from charles johnson so it it lists here and obviously some of this uh language is archaic but uh don't steal don't fight don't rape that's kind of the the big three yeah yeah, no, Do that's no harm unless harm is done unto you. I mean, Man. how is that? Nope. And and <clears throat> you know they 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 kind of voted in the affairs of things. Like if they were, you know, what I'm saying on. Um, oh no, the, no, seriously, that's yeah. Like, but they they took like an actual vote of the people there. Mm-hmm. Maybe if the captain didn't agree, he might have put one in you on the side of the fucking ship. You know, you you don't know. It's it, it in a sense, it kind of was a monarchy in a way. But they were still whoa whoa no no no. Of I mean, you always had to have answer to the captain at the end. The, of the crew the they he had to answer to the crew. I True. mean. There is a, I mean, there are, you could easily be removed as captain if you were changing your crew or if you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing, you could be removed as captain. So it's a bad, they had balance. But that's what I was, that's what I was kind of getting at is, you know, like the captain, captain kind of had final say in a lot, but he, he had to watch what he, how he did it. He had to have respect for the way he did it. You know, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, yeah. Rule it with an iron fist. Kind of like an informal delegation. Yes. yes. You didn't rule, you couldn't rule with an iron fist. Yes. You couldn't yeah. rule with an iron fist. Yeah. Cause so mutiny and on, they would keel haul your ass. On that it. note. Uh, so there's one, uh, Probably, and this is my final thought, I think, for today. Uh, Jimmy, if you want to pull up Captain John Phillips of uh, The Revenge, he was a pirate uh, during the Golden Age, and he had developed a code of conduct for his vessel. And uh, I believe, ironically enough, that that wound up, as you guys mentioned, wound up biting him in the end. Yes. Uh, when his uh, own crew had released the prisoners and they killed him. Yeah, this was <clears throat> this was early. This was this was during the same time as like the Irish pirates and stuff were getting ready to end out. You know, like they were 
this this leads up into the age of the of the golden age and stuff like that. Right. You are correct. But like, yeah, he he did. He bit off more than he could chew. He did exactly yeah. what he shouldn't have done, and they yeeted his ass out of the out of the group. Like, yeah, that is uh that is textbook mutiny. <clears throat> no. But but you know that's that that's where it got out of hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for the most yeah, part, throughout throughout a lot of the things that you find and see, it was all mutual. It was all they yep. talked they talked about it amongst the ship. Those were the only people you knew. You know what I'm saying? You see those same people day in and day out for Lord knows how long on the boat, if not your whole life, or in a lot of cases. A lot of these guys grew old and they either grew old and died or didn't make it very long and died because Ooh, you know, they didn't make it very long. Job. I know at least the crew didn't make it very long or they vanished. Yeah. Because like, over, life I think over sea, here to America's South and North and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Scurvy was the number one killer on a lot of the vessels and, that traveled yeah. the open seas, especially for years at a time. Disease. Yes. Disease and the thing with rampant. scurvy is what you don't you just think of like the teeth problem. Scurvy happens when you don't get like mainly it's vitamin C, but there's other factors involved with that. Um, the most gruesome being that all of your old scars reopen. Yes. Yeah, that's terrible to think of it's a way to but, of, that's a horrible way to die yeah life at it's life at that's life at sea you know at least then then that was life at sea man you know you didn't see a lot of people reach old age and say oh, i think i'm gonna retire the next year no yep. musket ball to the face you're done you know that's just the way that it went nice. but your time Jimmy likes to say the pirates were the freest, were some of the freest people to ever grace the planet. And he is, tr he is, it, he's right. You know, that time you lived as a pirate was some of the most free you could possibly imagine to live, you know? Yeah. I guess. I mean, even if you're dying young, you're living more of your life, the years that you're alive. See, then, seeing things no one else is ever going to see. Traveling places no one else is going to travel. Eating Live things fast, no die one young. can imagine of. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's where these great stories of things like mermaids, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monsters, sea monsters in general. All of this stuff comes from somewhere. And it comes from a lot of these guys out there spending their entire life on a boat. Traveling That's to different deep. places yeah. to land, traveling and, you know, sure, they were robbing other boats for th their needs to survive. But, hey, you know, that's that's a different subject. And I bet you I bet you if you really dug to the bottom of it, there could probably be a lot of lot behind why they did it, because pirates were always persecuted. In you know, in the very early ages, it wasn't so much persecution, but the Greeks and the Romans began persecuting all of them and chasing after them and demonizing them and you know they were turning these free sea people into the enemy of the state so these free sea people were doing what they found necessary to keep their freedom and keep it moving and become the most legendary things there is i believe in in human existence like there's right i don't though. think there's anything cooler than a fucking pirate 
Like, yeah, sure. You know, you might have died at 30, mid 30s. Maybe you made it to 40. And you get this awful stigma only because of certain governments wanted to crush them, giving them bad stigmas. No, Karen, you at 80 years old, being a member of your HOA, you are more evil than a fucking pirate, you know? It's, it's, yeah. It, I would rather live free to 40 than live under a government's control to 80. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that, man. I mean, no, oh, that's just my thoughts, though. No, that's no, no. That's, that, I think that's, I think that's great. So, so, I mean, of course, this, this has been the, this is the, again, the first episode of the, Next docu series here on Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast, where uh, the the next chapter, I believe, we're going to start leading in to something that kind of ran beside this situation, but isn't really spoke on too much, but is a little more known, which is the Asian piracy, because it as well goes back to the BC era, and and travels kind of side by side in in, in its territory, world. leading up to. You know what what we what we all call the golden age of piracy, and I believe that covering both sides of this is a good place to lead up because you've got you've got pirates of pretty much every known culture, ethnicity, walk of life there is coming from the the, the Balkan area, coming yeah. from the Mediterranean area, coming from the African area, coming from the Russian area, coming, coming from, from the Americas. From you know, yeah, the Americas and everything. I else just don't think like there's that. been any Canadian pirates, though, eh? Uh, I mean, those the guys French, try, I guess, but I guess they're too French pirates, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Now the French but, pirates, they're they're the French pirates kind of come up at the early stages of the Golden Age. That that is something I'm. I'm pretty familiar with like a lot of their stuff kind of set the golden age forward with pirates, including yet again, another female pirate captain, pirate queen. There's even those in the Asian history and stuff. Like, I think that's going to be a reoccurring thing you guys are going to see because pirate queens seem to seem to keep popping up. I don't know what it is. So, well, you got anything you thing you want to throw in there before we close up for this one? Tonight, guys. No, all good here, man. I just, I just had a really funny thing to go yeah. off the right. Canadian pirates. A European pirate will stab you. A Canadian pirate might just politely ask that you hand over your bounty. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, of course, Hands you over know. your stuff, there, buddy. Eh? Hey. Yeah, of course, you guys know I got one. So, pirate walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender says. You know, you know what? A couple of days ago, I saw a pirate with a cow on his shoulder. The pirate says, "Yar, I bet he didn't know how to milk a parrot." Too much. All right, you guys have a great evening. We'll no. see you again next time.